0: So a couple of years ago, I'm at the sales and marketing retreat in this huge house, probably 15 people, and it's overlooking the water in Sydney. And we're doing a lot of work around growth and personal development and this kind of thing. And there's this guy there who has this energy that's just out of this world, like incredibly passionate about his work, incredibly generous and supportive of everyone else there in the room and who's at this event. And just really all in, all into what he's doing, all into the experience of the weekend. And it was just really cool. And I was, I, I remember being blown away. I was like, who is this dude? Anyway, this it turns out his name is Jono. And a couple of years later, we reconnect. And Jono runs a retreat and we kind of chat about that. And today I get to sit down and have a, a conversation, a podcast with Jono. And I've been really fortunate to spend some time working with Jono in the last uh, eight months now and get to know him a lot better. And, you know, what I found out is that level of passion that I first saw and first kind of felt and that level of energy is just continuing to grow. And this dude is literally just unleashing himself out on the world and in the work that he's doing. So it's really cool. Today in this episode, we talk about a few things. Now, when I met Jonna, he was doing exclusively personal training work and he was, he was crushing. He was really busy, had full books. Uh, so we talk about that a little bit, which I think is super interesting because it's a, an area where a lot of people seem to go one of two ways. They either end up really busy and kind of burned out, and Jonah talks a little bit about this, or they kind of struggle to get clients and sort of have this lower level plateau. So Jono kind of talks about his approach there and how he broke through that really early, uh, coming back to this posture of generosity that we talk a lot about, which is really cool and applicable to any contractor or business owner or um, you know sole trader or anyone really working in a job as well. And then he talks about how he's shifting into this new area, a new type of work. And I think this is super relevant because a lot of people that I speak to are transitioning into something and it's not just as easy as kind of flipping a switch and moving into you know coaching or yoga teaching or whatever it might be there's a there's a shift in identity that happens There's this kind of archetypal shift that goes on and it can be really confronting uh, for a lot of people for most people I'd say so Jono talks us through that and then moves into kind of some of the work sharing some of the work that he's doing Now, specifically with men, which is pretty cool. So without further ado, this is uh, Jono. Jono, thanks for having me in your home to record this. It was a lot of fun. Uh, And if you enjoy this podcast, you know anyone else who's personal training, who's kind of switching into something else or interested in the coaching work, feel free, please, to forward along. That's the best thing you can do for me. Tell people about it. That's the most helpful. You're listening to John Marsh, and this is the Access Potential Podcast.
1: That's better. It's much better. Got me in it? Yeah, got you in it. Awesome.
0: It's nice, eh? Having the, it feels like home. Yeah, yeah. That's I don't great. have it. There's not a nervous energy, like no. we recording something. It's just like, it's different to previous ones that I've done. Oh, really? Yeah. Because normally you go somewhere else and it's the space is used for something else. Oh, uh, okay. You're th- trying to adapt yeah. to what you're obviously
1: doing here with the recording.
0: Yeah. And you're just coming in with cameras and you're using a yoga studio or, you know, a gym or whatever. Whereas this is like... So like the space is just for talking. Yeah. So it's like really easy to set up. Yeah. Okay. So thanks for creating the time, John, inviting me down, and jumping on the podcast. I'm really excited because, and I I say this at the beginning of all of the podcasts, but it's true. I'm really excited, right? Like I'm super excited. Talk about, um, we mentioned this conversation, this idea of boundaries, uh, which I think is something super powerful, but also just to find out more about you, one of the things that I love around this podcast format and why I talk tell a lot of people that I think is a great idea. It's not just to do content or just to do these things, but I'm pumped to just have 45 minutes, 60 minutes, whatever Mm. we can get to deep dive to talk about whatever comes up and, and hear more about your story. Um, I love the energy that you bring. I love the work that you're doing and yeah, just excited to see what comes up.
1: Yeah, man. I'm definitely excited to be here. Like, uh, I do, I'm currently doing two podcasts at the moment. You know, I've got my, I've got two of my own. Um, one started a bit more of like a passion project, uh, with a friend of mine, Alex Morris, and that's called the transition. Yeah. And basically we speak about, uh, anyone and everyone going through some sort of transition in their life be it like a relationship breakup be it a business change be it like a weight loss thing or you know whatever it is like somebody that's gone through a transition in their life which is pretty much anyone but we take people that um have been like seriously affected by a transition and we just get them on the show yeah uh, and it's cool like you know we go deeper we talk about um what's what they've done how they can help others it's it's cool man i really love the medium it's yeah. a great medium and then the other one uh, is called Kill Your Demons. And that's with uh, my, my friend, my also, my also business partner, MJ Fitzpatrick. And you know, we're, we're doing a whole bunch of men's work at the moment, which we could get into later. Um, but we're doing a, a podcast on what we do at our live events and it's it's cool because you know people can plug it in wherever they want get the content in their ears, drive like you just came from newcastle like you got two hours listen to a podcast be on a train mm. and i really think there's a place for long form content mm. like everyone is talking about this short attention span mm. like instant gratification and that is definitely there like our attention spans are getting shorter but there is also a desire and a need for long form yeah, yeah, yeah. content yeah. It, it's, it means more yeah. to us I want to
0: go back uh, because one I love story yeah. but two I also want to give uh, audience some context tell us how we came to be sitting here today not full life story but yeah no I um, so for people listening uh, I met Jono in 2017 mm. Around there, two two years ago, yeah, Yeah, at a sales and marketing retreat, which was pretty wild, and um, our paths have crossed back and forth. Tell us a little bit about what what you were doing when we met, or what your background is, yeah, and then um, the flip into kind of where you're moving now. And then I think we'll spend a lot
1: of the time today on your current work and what you do at the moment. Um, Yeah, so we met at a uh, business marketing retreat and that was with Ben and Drew Slater and, and they really did they did a lot for me when it came to um getting outside of the bubble of you know what a normal personal trainer does um you know obviously I'm a personal trainer I've been doing that for like six years and I I was I wanted more out of my business you know I was I was over doing this you know, transaction of one-to-one, and I was working 50 hours a week, and I was slogging it out, um, making great money, and most PTs do, but the the dilemma is burnout. Mm. Uh, And that's exactly what I was facing. And I've gone through, you know, lots of periods of burnout in my life. Um, And at that point, when I met you, I was so on the road of how could I start turning what I've already got uh, into a business that can potentially run without me Mm -hmm. or is more scalable Mm -hmm. and i saw the model uh as retreats Mm -hmm. um, bigger projects live seminars and you know when i walked into that room with you we were you owned a gym I, i i i don't own a gym and i was you know paying rent at a studio which i still am paying rent at a studio and i was running my business out of that and i just wanted to break free a little bit you know i i I'd been doing it for a long time and I something needed to change. Mm -hmm. And what changed for me was, you know, I cut my hours from 50 hours a week down to 25. And I did that through uh, a semi-private, options. Mm. And I think a lot of PTs go through, go through this, you know, they get a full book, they're a great PT. Um, they realize that they can't work the amount of hours that they're doing, or they can only do it for a short period of time mm-hmm. and burnouts around the corner. And then they need to consolidate. So I consolidated and, and Drew and Ben like really empowered me to do that. Yeah. So that was, that was kind of where I was at at that stage. And then from then, um, I've definitely. Done uh, a much deeper dive on retreats, yeah. um, workshops, seminars, and and looking at like the bigger picture for me. So you know, what do I really feel like I'm called to do? Yeah. Because once upon a time it was it was helping people, and it still is definitely helping people move. I, I have a passion. I love health and well being and. Um, you know, vitality, anything around energy generation and health is like my forte. I love that. Mm-hmm. I'll always be helping people to move. I'll always, um, you know, be working with the body. But what I noticed was that I started to go deeper and the way I went deeper was through conversation Yeah, because it was a mental shift, a mindset shift that happened with the clients that I was working with that actually got the results. Yeah and that was really interesting to me like yeah. when i when i figured that out when i was like wow like we're just having conversations about a relationship about their um, you know the way they feel about themselves like who's giving them energy versus who's taking energy away and like there were massive changes in people's lives mm. way bigger than like i'm at 100 kilos for my deadlift i've lost 3 kilos mm. and that's not to say that they are uh, you know not amazing goals they are but I was noticing that there was another way to get there a deeper way to get there mm. so man I went on like a crazy uh, a crazy personal development journey like I've spent I would have spent over $150,000 on my personal development Easy, You know, all the coaches, like coaches that we've worked with, yourself, like working with you now, which has been amazing. Um, All the private one-on-one coaches that I've worked with, the retreats that I've gone on to, like, you know, uh, the whole list. I just went, I went down that path of uh, personal growth and personal development. And my whole world opened up. Mm-hmm. So, you know, to, to go full circle, to answer your question around, you know, where am I now? I'm still in a similar spot, mm-hmm. you know, but my mindset and um, the way I look at the future has very much changed. Mm. So I'm still running my business as a PT. Um, but in the last year, I've... I partnered up with a friend of mine called MJ, uh, MJ Fitzpatrick, and you know he's been running a men's coaching business for the last 12 months and now I'm on board with that and you know we're running seminars, we're doing workshops, we've got like online programs and that that whole entire world is expanding and I love it because I'm now stepping out of the gym and empowering people as as a coach. Yeah. Yeah, I want to
0: go I want to I want to go into that particularly around the work with men. Uh the thing I noticed there or picked up is the conversation there's two things. One is this uh idea of the the friction that's in this this shift, so of the service or the offering. Mm. So I do talk to a lot of coaches or trainers or people who are contractors or working in one area, say it's massage, um, fitness movement, whatever it is, and then they might start to have people conversations or maybe it's nutrition or whatever and then there's okay well what do i do Mm. because i'm a pt i'm a trainer because i think this is hyper relevant to the audience where people are looking to create something new or they have a gym or business and they're looking to say bring in as simple as like mindfulness practice or breath work or something which isn't the thing that they got there certificate under and it's not the thing that they're necessarily known for Mm. when you realize this was it hard to reconcile or were you like 100 i'm in how is there tension in that oh yeah yeah talk a little bit about that i think i think
1: it's really um, valuable totally uh so much tension so much tension because uh your my view of the way i Did things in the past was now changing Mm -hmm. and that in itself is so amazing and it's exciting because like we all grow and evolve as people Mm -hmm. Um, you know everyone we're always changing we're always going through a transition but when it comes to like oh shit I'm already making money the way I make the way through my service now Mm -hmm. and my service looks like X and now I'm feeling a pull to a different direction and I'm really passionate about that direction, and I'm seeing positive, like, headway Mm -hmm. towards people and my clients, how do I share that message? Mm. And so to answer your question, hell yeah, there's definitely tension. I did a 12-week coaches um, program with uh, a friend of mine, an incredible, like, an incredible... She is... She's like a spiritual healer coach, and she was... She was big time in the business and the corporate world, burnt out herself, and then went down this huge rabbit hole of um, spiritual healing and, and connection to nature, and she ties business and like he- um, healing and spirituality together. She rocked my world for 12 weeks, and she said, by the end of this 12 weeks, the project that we have to do is actually go and like approach one of your current clients and say, we want to have a coaching session. Yeah. We're going to take this session outside of the gym. Yeah, You know, and f- for for people that are doing something, we're going to take this session outside of your current modality. Yeah. And I was like, shit, i got to do this. And I did it. And the feedback that I got from this one client was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Jono, this is what I've been wanting for ages. Mm. Like you're meant to be doing this. Often your clients have a... a a real sense about you and yeah. they, they actually want you to go down the path that if they really like you and they, they're on track um, with your energy, they want you to go down that path. Is the is the narrative or the conflict in,
0: did you find it in how do I articulate this with the people I'm serving or is it like how do I put myself out there to the broader population or how do i who am i as a like it's that like you know what it's i mean the it's a who
1: am i it's yeah. like am i because there's so much so much of of the fear that comes up it's like we're now changing we're now doing something else mm. and in my gut and in my heart i know i'm good at this shit like i know i can sit down with someone i know that we can work through the stuff and work out a breakthrough and i can change their perception you know, or they change their own perception through a series of questions, uh, and it's listening, it's empathy, it's what we're doing right now, and I'm good at that stuff. What comes up is is um, can I really step into this zone? Yeah. Like, do I actually feel good enough? Because there's parts of me that feels yes, let's do it, mm. and there's also a big part of me that's like, oh, you know, maybe I'm not. As good as I think I am at this. Yeah. And it's just a questioning. The narrative is a questioning. Um, So, man, like the only way to do it, and you know this better than anyone, like, is to just sit down and go and then one after the other, Mm. keep working on it. So,
0: the other thing that I just noticed was the way you spoke about being a trainer that's making lots of money and really busy. Yeah. As if it's all trainers. Mm. um yeah it's not and it's not it's definitely it's, not it's not yeah and so and it can be yeah but the interesting thing is here the conversation i feel was sort of pivoting into this concept of boundaries concept of you know making things more leveraged making mm-hmm. things more sustainable because there was so much work and so much demand on on you and you'd spread yourself so thin uh and I feel like, you know, there's, you got all these clients, there's, you know, obviously a lot of energy behind you. Uh, was that always the case? Like when you started to do the PT, are you just busy? Like straight away, you just created that? Is that just the natural thing for you to yeah, so generate that kind of buzz or that kind of um,
1: zing? Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it makes sense. I had, I had this like insatiable desire to succeed. Yeah. And I was passionate about um, fitness because uh, I, I changed my own, my own physical presence. And, you know, I was 95 to 100 kilos back at school and I went on this huge Europe trip. And as you do as an 18-year-old, partying, drinking, one meal a day, wearing a backpack on your, on your back for, you know, all day. And, and you're losing weight. So I lost, fi- I lost, um, I lost 15 kilos In four months and I got back from Europe and I was like I looked myself in the mirror I remember the distinct moment where I looked myself in the mirror and said oh I like I really like what's just happened I like who I am now but I knew in my gut that I had done it the wrong way Mm. you know I yeah I I was just 18 man Mm. and having a blast right yeah and did feel congruent it didn't feel congruent with where I wanted to go in my life. So that's what got me on the, on the fitness track. Like I, I started changing my body. I was in the gym, um, you know, I was connecting with like-minded people and my whole entire world opened up. So when I got to being a PT, I was excited. Yeah. Like I, I, I walked in the door of North Shore Gym, I spoke to the owner, Ron, and I said, Ron, like I've got, I've got nothing off you, man. I've got no clients. I want to come in here and I want to be a PT, but can I please like have some leeway around, you know, joining and rent and rent free? He's like, Hey man, take four months rent free. I was like, shit. Okay, great. Um, Go after it. And day dot, man, I just walked around. Like I, I have a lot of energy. I liked what I was doing. I think that's important as well. You've got to be excited to actually be in the gym. Yeah. I was young. I was new. Uh, I was new in the gym, new vibe. And I thought, let's rock it. Yep. Like, let's go around, talk to everyone, introduce myself, offer assistance. Yeah. Like, and I got a full book like that. Within four weeks, it was like I had 20 clients. Yeah, I love this. You
0: know, I, this is like the the more we go, the more we see. Like, because I get to work and talk with a lot of business owners. And it's like, it's like there's two buckets kind of thing. And it's oversimplified, right? But there's like the skill set. Like, can you train the client? Yeah, yeah. And you do the the certificates and you're always impr- striving to improve and yeah. become better and then there's like this uh you know exposure or connection piece and it's like what we see is you know and that might include things like personal brand and reputation and getting out there and talking to people and it's like the difference between the coach practitioner the business owner who is all in on that connection piece. Yeah. You can be starting five years behind the oh, curve yeah. on the skill set because that connection piece will lead you to a mentor. Mm-hmm. It will lead you to, you know, peers, mm-hmm. uh, a mastermind, a friend, someone to show you, someone to get you into the gym. Um, I think that's just so powerful. So, okay, cool. So you're training people. Can you will you share, like, what does that look like just so that someone who's a trainer, movement teacher, coach, like, where did you get your books up to? What does that business look like for you?
1: Um, Um, When it's at full tilt before you, before I went to the groups. Yeah. yeah. I I was doing, um, I was doing anywhere between 40 to 50 hours a week. Contact. Yeah. Face face to face. One-to-one. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's like a three and a dollars a week business. Yeah. Um, like, uh so but it's 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 uh it was unsustainable for me yeah um and yeah, so i something had to change, yeah you know it just it just had to change for me and and I guess this is where this is where the boundaries piece come in um before I get to the boundaries piece, like I just want to touch on that thing that you said around connection mm. because I truly do believe what got me. What allowed me to attract the clients that I had from from zero, from ground zero, was my energy. Yeah. Nobody knew like how I train people. They had no reference. Mm. They had nothing. No track record. No track record. No, no Instagram. No, no it's nothing, yeah. dude. And it's just it's face to face. There, like yeah, you know, yeah. the the clients are at the gym. Yeah. And it's all face to face. So, um, I I would hundred percent say it's it's your energy. Mm. Like I always had a smile and I was legitimately fucking happy. Like I always had a smile. I was always excited to be there. Mm. I I'm a stickler for like technique and seeing, you know, shit form. Like when I see shit form, I'm like, Oh my God, like this person needs some help, mm. you know? And I, I gave from a place of, Dude, I'm actually like, if you want to join, if you want to be a client, amazing. But I just want to help you right now. Yeah, you know, posture I, of generosity. Exactly. Yeah. So generosity. you were happy,
0: if you could cruise for the whole week, totally help people, totally. You didn't make any money those first
1: few that, weeks or months. You've totally cool. That's it. Yeah, and and that's where that's where it started for me. Um, you know, even now, like I'm, I don't, I haven't taken any clients on for a long time, and like a lady. Just walked past me the other day, and I don't have any business cards on my, um, you know, the PT wall per se. Yeah, and I, I did that on purpose because I'm like, I, I just don't want people taking my business cards and like calling me because I can't, I can't help them right now. Yeah, um, not in that domain, at least. And I think it's worked the opposite. It's like, because I've got no business cards there, people are like, oh, shit. Like, he's in demand. He, he's in demand. Let's, like, let's go and contact him. Yeah. So I had a lady come up to me and she's like, oh, hey, you know, I, I want to start training. But it was just my energy that she was drawn to. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, humming along full box. I've been there before as well. Like, you're crushing it, but you're also crushing yourself. Oh. Then... Let's talk about like, so if you're listening, basically some brief context boundaries is one component of some work we've done and mm. APA it exists everywhere. It's a big conversation in, in and in many different places. Uh, I know Brené Brown's done amazing work with it. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a conversation piece that's broader. It's something that we zoomed in on, um, uh, to, do better work to be able to um, create more impact, whatever it might be effectively the difference between what we do and what we don't do. Mm. What's okay. What's not okay. You know, uh, I always think to people like Elon Musk and, you know, you know what they do is different to what I do and what they don't do is different to what I don't do. And um, so I think it's a really, it, it often gets wrapped up in this, in a, in a, um, kind of a self-preservation or a bit of a, like, uh, strict sort of feeling, yep. but I think also it's like, can be fuel on a fire in terms mm. of opening opportunity or possibility up. Let, uh, talk to us, you know, whatever pops into mind, whether it's recent work or back then, let's just talk a little bit about this idea of boundaries, um, and what comes up.
1: Yeah. Um, what is it to you, you know? You know, originally I thought boundaries were, um, it was more of like a, a, dis- a, discipl- a disciplinary approach. You know, it was like in order to get where I want to be, I have to be disciplined around what I do and what I don't do. Mm-hmm. And my boundaries came from very much a place of um, scarcity. And it was like, I'm in the shit right now. What boundary can I implement? It wasn't even a boundary. It was like, what could I do to stop this? Mm-hmm. And um, it works. You know, coming from a place of scarcity, that that will 100% work. And I, you know, like I said before, I was 50 hours a week getting up at 4.30 a.m. every day, you know, Monday through Friday and then Saturdays as well. In 2017, I got sick a lot. Like I was just run down Mm -hmm. and then that's when I changed like from 50 hours a week. I went down to 25 hours a week and I consolidated um, my one-on-ones into semi-private coaching. And that was a game changer for me and my business. Um, But I feel like that was coming out of like a, a a die straight scarcity mindset Mm where it's like, if I don't do this, I'm not going to be able to work anymore. Like I'm done. And now, like coming from what we've just done in the APA project with boundaries and constraints, it, it's, felt, it's felt very different. I'm not in a state where my energy is, is really low at the moment. I do go through bouts of like, oh, I'm pushing myself here mm-hmm. and I need to back off, but I'm not where I was 2017. And I've got that reference. So I'm like, I, I'm not going back there. Um, so my boundaries now are like come from a more of a positive state rather than scarcity and it's like what can i do to keep my energy like on point Mm -hmm. to keep me having conversations with people that i want to have conversations with to like not feel like i'm comparing myself to others or looking into people's lives and being like i should do that Mm. or why aren't i where they are yeah and the boundaries have been like very refreshing uh and in fact like energy generating Mm. And they've all come from technology. Yeah, right. All of them for me. Like,
0: talk I'm, about talk about that a little bit. Maybe talk about that personally. I think it could be a good launch into the work that you yeah. do with guys as well.
1: Um, I I just felt like I ha- I don't I didn't have any boundaries around technology. You know, I f- I feel like I'm a guy that lives. You know, health and well being is. Is top priority for me. You know, looking after myself and feeling good and serving my clients like that doesn't happen unless I'm, I'm like all go on yeah. all cylinders, uh, and I, and I feel like I've got a pretty good regime. Like you know, I go to bed 9 o'clock. I eat the right food. I drink lots of water. I train. I'm healthy. I've got in- good interactions, good relationships, a good relationship with my parents, and all the things. In, in my world that I'm piecing together are going well but it was this piece around technology that was I just didn't have any boundaries around you know it just kind of what does that show up like what's the if what does that look like what does that
0: show up is that like
1: um, if, what's the
0: what's the narrative what's the habit what's the pattern the ha-
1: yeah up? the habit the habit's like mindlessly uh, the habit's not being present yeah. you know it's like let's let's um I'm bored, I'm distracted, maybe the habit is like, I'm just picking up my phone and I've gone to do something, right, and that split second after I finished doing some, doing, you know, what I needed to do, I'm now looking at Facebook, yeah. or I'm on Instagram, yeah. or I'm, I'm down the rabbit hole of somebody's story, <laughs> and and it's like... <laughs> And I kept on catching myself. Find yourself. Find myself in those moments. And I was like, man, I don't, I don't want to do this. Like this doesn't feel, this doesn't feel right. And you know, something that you said to me when we were talking about boundaries and content was, you know, we don't have the capacity to look at everyone's stuff. (laughs) And that really landed well with me because I was like, let's actually just use the platform for when I want to use it. And then after that, put it down, you know, put it down for like periods of time. Mm-hmm. And now I've got, you know, I've got boundaries around technology. I have just bought an alarm clock. Um, talk about this
0: alarm clock piece. Cause I, I know we just boost over this, but like I've given a lot of talks to business owners and things like this, this technology slash sleep
1: slash relationship uh, piece. Um, just what's, what's the alarm clock? I know this sounds... Yeah, no, 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 the, so the, I bought the alarm clock because uh, I was using my phone as an alarm clock. Yeah. And I noticed that, you know I, yes, I wanna put a boundary in that I'm not using my phone after 7.30 p.m., but my phone's in the room because mm. I'm using it as an alarm clock. So now my alarm clock's in my room and I'm bringing my phone outside. Mm. And just the, that change, that physical environment change, it's made a big difference. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm like, that's, that's the way I wake up now. My phone's in another room. I'm good to go. Um, and another thing I'd say around technology and, and sleep is that it affects my sleep big time. Mm-hmm. I, I try and stop any type of um, work on the computer like after I have, uh, before I have a shower. So the last thing I do is like I have a shower at night, and then I'm pretty much. I'm prepping to go to bed. Like I've got a candle on. I might put some incense. I might like do an essential oil or something or something like that. Um, I'll meditate, and that's how I go to bed. Yeah. When I when I don't do that, when I've like lost track of things, or I need to catch up, or I'm a little bit, uh, you know, i pushing the limit, and I've got to get something done. I'm on the computer. I'm on my phone, and then I try to go to bed. Horrible night's sleep. Mm. Always without fail. And for me, being a very, like, energetic person um, and also a very intuitive uh, person with my body. Like, I'm really in tune with what feels right and what doesn't feel right. That does, like, technology in the room, before I go to bed, does not feel right. Yeah. And I honestly think, like, you know, we've got, there's an addiction to technology. There's an addiction to caffeine. And there's, there's like what was the other addiction I was talking about the other day? I can't remember, but like caffeine and technology. Yeah. It's like these untalked about addictions.
0: Yeah. I, you know, you work with, you touched on it earlier. You work with large groups of men. Mm. Um, maybe, you know, you've spoken about the boundaries within your own world, your own energy, and therefore your ability to serve or to do your work, to grow your business. Um, and even this concept of boundaries around narratives, which I love, like how I'll choose to speak to myself, how I won't, you know. Exactly. But maybe let's go into, give us a quick primer, what kind of uh, groups you work with, what's that environment look like? You're up on a stage, you've got a couple of guys, a lot of guys, what's the deal? And, and, and then let's, let's dive into this. Boundary piece or the narrative piece, I guess, mm.
1: on at large. You know what are you seeing? Yeah, and it ties perfectly into the boundaries. It really, it really does. Because I'm, I'm seeing, I'm seeing the. What do you, what do you do, Firstly, What's the story? What's, yeah. So I, uh, uh, we run, we run seminars yeah. and, and workshops, and our workshops are called Kill Your Demons. Yeah. Only for, for men. Only right? for men. Yeah. Um, and the reason why we do that is because. Like, myself, MJ, and another guy, Johan, who's in the business, uh, we believe, like, nobody's really standing for men in this, in this way. Yeah. You know, yes, we're talking about mental health, um, you know, yes, there's organizations that are moving in the right direction, um, but a standalone company that's just working for men and being like, we want to change the way men see themselves, mm-hmm. um, and we want to empower them to step into the light rather than the darkness, not many not many companies and organizations are doing that. Yeah. And so, you know, when we were moving in that direction, I was like, fuck yeah. Like, let's this is this is a cool space to be in. And I had no idea what kind of men that we were going to be attracting. And, you know, the the men that we started attracting were were mixed, all different ages, young and old. As we've gotten better at what we do, I'm noticing that our medium age for our seminars are like 45 47 years old yeah we've got yeah. guys from like anywhere from 35 to 70 years old yeah. come to our seminars and you know yes the uh the, the 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 seminar is called kill your demons and it is quite controversial uh because you know it's it's triggering It's, it's, it's all, it's like, it's got an aggressive sort of tone to it. Yeah. And we do that because, um, it draws attention. You know, it draws attention to like, we've got men that are in pain that don't like themselves, that don't trust themselves. Mm. And they're like, the shit that's in my head is fucking me up. How do I kill it? We literally have guys coming in like that. Yeah. And so when we say kill your demons, it, it draws the attention. To them, and they're in the they're, they. It gets totally. them. It gets them matching. In the room. Yeah, totally. Gets them in the room. Yeah, and um, we actually teach them to love the demons. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's a big switch there. Like it's it's definitely not from a dark place. It's very much from a light and positive place. Yeah, but the men that we have in the room um, now that we're getting to this older like generational switch with our target marketing, dude. It, it's it's guys that have lived a life. Where yeah, they haven't really ever connected with themselves, um, they've put themselves second, third, or fourth uh, in their world. They've they've got habits of self-sabotage. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't trust themselves. They're majorly in their head. They can't make decisions. Um, they've either had like success on multiple areas in life, be it. Business. Most men have success in career. You know, that's like at at some level um, us us men feel like it is our duty to provide and protect. And the way that we provide and protect in this generation is by, you know, having a career or building something where we can actually create a family and support the people around us. Mm. That's as men. Like that's what we want to do. So, we're finding that men have success in that area and then, you know, a relationship breakdown, three divorces, you know, kids that don't like their dad, like, you know, there's this breakdown on other ends. Yeah, yeah. So, to tie it in back to the boundaries piece, like, these guys have not created boundaries. There's drug abuse, there's violence, like, um, the suicide, mm. like, th- there's all these... Stuff, man. That's like being prevalent in their lives because they haven't been clear about what they want. Yeah, they haven't developed a clearer connection with who they are. You know, they've they've sabotaged and sacrificed themselves over and over and over again. So yeah, like. So what does that
0: process look like? Is it like? It sounds like it's a it's you know awareness of that Mm. of the demons or the narrative. Yeah. and then, um, you know, uh, like it sounds fairly, fairly, fairly powerful. What, what's like the process that someone might go through when they do that
1: with you? Like, what's the, what's the shift, I guess? What, how, how does that unfold? You yeah. Know? So like when, when the person comes into a KYD event, a kill your demons event, like we, we really get the man present to, uh, the story of the hero's journey yeah essentially yeah um and you know the hero's journey is painted in uh movies like disney movies star wars uh, thor Ragnarok, like all, yeah, yeah. all these movies that have that hero's journey and we we give the men an insight into like what it is to be a man and what it is like from a generational point of view what it means to be masculine a mm-hmm. masculine man and they have that context, and then we, we literally start getting guys up on the microphone and we, we work with them. You know, we look at what's happening in their life and then we start to fish out um, that demon, mm-hmm. be it self-sabotage, be it self-hatred, um, don't trust themselves, stuck in their head. And when we have the demon, we work with it. Okay. We, we energetically actually work with it. Where does it sit on your body? What does it feel like? You know, and then once we go deeper, mm-hmm. We can integrate the learning, yeah. and when the learning has been integrated from an energetic, feeling-based, it, it it lasts, or at least it's in a state where we can now work with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you brought awareness to it and awareness. named it. Yeah, named yeah, it yeah. exactly.
0: Yeah, yeah. So when you think about that with the boundary piece or how. How they, how people are living, or how we're living at large. What's your, what's the, um, what's the connection? Like, what do you
1: see, what do you see there? You know. Yeah, I, I, just think a lot of men like lose self-respect for themselves. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I think a lot of men just sacrifice themselves a lot, mm. um, and without looking at what they want in life. You know, without looking at who they are as, as a person. Mm. Um, and just treating themselves with respect. Mm. It's interesting too,
0: you know, going back to that connection piece, and and uh, you know when you were building the the personal training business, yeah. and this concept of like your social circles, the people you hang out with, your environment, kind of comes to mind because whether that's online or offline, if we're in, if if we've identified this boundary piece or self-sabotage or ways of being or lack of impeccability or integrity Mm. that we, that we have. And then we're surrounded with people who have seen this in themselves and have started to take in, take steps towards, and and it it could be very early, could be a messy part of the, like it's not ever going to be perfection. It's Mm. not about that, but where it's like we have this conversation that together, um, There's certain things that we stand for. There's certain boundaries in terms of how we are looking to talk to ourselves and how we're looking to try to work through this with ourselves. You kind of get a positive lever. You know, it's like you can call me out on those ways of being when I'm stepping outside of those boundaries. But when it's just, especially online, you can go anywhere, right? So Mm -hmm. all of a sudden, like, that can be gone instantly. You know, it's an interesting one where... I guess when you have that group of people and you're all creating that together, kind of that
1: container, probably positively builds. You know that that's what our program's called, the container. Yeah. You know, like we we literally create a container for these men over three days. It's an experience um, where, like, we literally have guys coming out of the container saying that was the best thing that I've ever done in my whole entire life. Like. I now see the world in a totally different way mm-hmm. and and for us that's huge and then after the container we have a thing called the brotherhood and the brotherhood is is exactly what you're talking about here that environment that like-minded uh, perspective where people can call each other out on their shit mm. but not from a place of like man you, you like you're you're fucking up like you know stop being an idiot or like not from a dark place Mm. because it's like it's really easy for men to tear other men down Mm. it's like it's in our culture i went to a private school like on the north shore and dude it is ruthless Mm. like if you're not the big dog and if you're not um like if you don't have if you don't have the grit and and the ability to survive in the pack, mm. like you're gonna get you're out, you know. It's like yeah. who's the big dog around here, and you don't always have to be the big dog. But when the big dog comes back at you, you've got to be prepared to fight. Yeah. And what that creates is this banter, bullying. Like the the dark side, the light side is banter. The dark side is is like you know violence mm. um, and aggression and bullying. So it's tear down culture. Mm. And yes, it's a way how we connect. Men do connect. Speaking from like you know younger men, private schools that kind of thing, tendency to connect through like tear down culture, banter. And then on the outside, like that's not the way shit works. Mm. Like it's not that still happens, but it's really it's not. Well, I don't want to say it's not right. It's just like there's a better way. Mm. Yeah. Sounds like a, like you're bringing an
0: artfulness to how you go about it. Yeah. You know, and also a teaching, right? Because we might not know. Mm. You know what I mean? If you haven't been taught, yeah. have a way to relate with each other. Um, so so what, what's, you know, for you going forward, I'm just conscious of time here, Uh what's um what's the exciting piece for you what where's the challenge and where's the excitement lying? are you still doing personal training moving more into the coaching space what's the big piece what are you excited about
1: yeah i'm i'm definitely I'm, i'm both challenged and excited by the coaching piece yeah because um i've had to get over a lot of my own shit when it comes to like at the moment, I, I, am not the creator. Like I didn't create the business. So I'm having to put and work with my ego and being like, let's be a part of a team. Mm-hmm. Like let's do this as a culture shift. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I'm excited about. Cause I haven't worked with a team before. I've been I've very much been a solo lone dude, wolf. a lone wolf, yeah. you know, doing, and that's got perks and it's also got drawbacks. Um, so I'm excited and also challenged with the coaching piece. Um, I know that my role as as like head facilitator in the company will start to transform and like I will start running these seminars like at the moment I'm I'm not running um, any seminars. I'm organizing the team. I'm, you know, um, I'm doing a whole bunch of back end stuff and then also supporting on the day and working with the, the men on the online program and stuff like that. So I know my role will will really grow in that in that men's company, so I'm excited about that. I'm also challenged by yeah. that. My PT will my PT's my PT's like I work 15 hours a week now. You know it's it's pretty it's pretty slim yeah. like, yeah. Uh, and and I'm enjoying it. I yeah. really am enjoying it. I'm actually enjoying like just putting more space in the day for me. Like it's been so refreshing. Like I've taken a couple mornings off. I've driven straight to Manly Beach, and I'm just. I'm enjoying like my life. Yeah. You know, and it feels it feels really nice. Uh, so look, the PT will organically move. Um I I'll, you know, I've always said I'll be out of North Shore gym. I, I don't see myself there for like another 10 years or 5 years, but working with people physically, uh, energetically will always be there. And I would love to, you know, I want to start up my own coaching brand. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that's why I like I worked with APA because mm-hmm. it was it was like let's also showcase who I'm about. You're working with people one-to-one one now. I also work with people one-to-one one yeah. as well. Yeah. And I love that because yeah. it's, it's a deep, deep dive. It's yeah. three months. Um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a full exploration of who that person is and what they want to do in their life mm. and what's holding them back. So I, I love that. Um, and yeah, man, I, I'm excited and challenged by lots, by lots of stuff in my life at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Anything else you want to kind of go into or add on? Um, No, I just, you know, just the boundaries piece, man. Like it's... We had a little conversation on the phone the other day and you were mentioning that a lot of people feel like it's hard for them to talk about boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. Because, because like... You know, maybe they're talking out of line. Like, they're talking about a boundary that they haven't set Mm -hmm. or they're not currently doing. So that gives them no right to talk about the boundary. Yes, I understand that. But, you know, what we also said was boundaries, like they're like a river, you know. They're they're ebbing and flowing all the time. Sometimes we're more restricted in boundaries. We're doing stuff that we don't normally do. And, uh, you know, we're we're doing that. And then other times like we let loose and we catch ourselves and you know I I would just say that if you feel if you're listening right now and you feel that there's moments in your life where there like where you're not present, where you're not 100% clear, um, you know maybe you're 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 on the Instagram or you're on the Facebook and you catch yourself comparing to somebody, comparing, you know, your stuff with their stuff. Look at your life and see like, what can I start to do or what can I start to not do um, to create a space, to create a a type of energy where everyone around me feels like they're getting my best. Mm. You know, that they're getting who I'm really about. Mm yeah it's interesting right like because when you when you as
0: soon as you say what can i do to create a space that's hard work yeah like there's work right like straight away boundaries is hard work yeah the the kind of the kind of tipping point i feel is like but once you start Mm. that hard work and you taste some of the fruits of getting that you know that's that those step towards working on impeccability and the boundaries the energy comes up yeah and then it's like shit I can't go backwards Exactly. if I let it all go my life's a living hell like the next day right because it's just when everything's gone back to chaos Um, but yeah I mean I guess the question there you're saying you know from
1: what I'm hearing is like it's worth it right 100% it's worth it Mm. yeah and and you know what it's okay um, when it turns to shit Mm. in fact that's actually the moment where you should get excited yeah where, where people often uh, and I've been you know, in this I've been like this in the past people often beat themselves up yeah and this is what we see with the men like there is it, it, it is rife rife with fucking judgment yeah judgment is everywhere yeah it's like men that are beating up on themselves for decades and yeah so if you feel like you know your boundaries out of whack uh, get excited First and foremost, yeah. and and start to look at like how I can change things, yeah, yeah, from a positive place rather than a scarcity. Where yeah. I was talking about before of like it's do or die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just to wrap that bow, to wrap a bow
0: around that. Did you, you know, what's that? Are you, are you for the awareness side of that? Are you journaling? Are you talking to people? How are you clicking that the thing's not working and it's like, okay, shit, um, it's time for me to take a sit back here
1: and set some yeah. parameters or boundaries around this stuff? Journaling has always been, uh, I'm, I'm actually not journaling at the moment, but journaling and writing stuff, just writing stuff down doesn't have to be a journal. Yeah. Like I've got a giant whiteboard in my room. It's like, let's get the whiteboard going. Like just write something. I think, I think it's really important to get what's up in here on a piece of paper um so that that's a big piece journaling and then an even bigger piece and this is just personally for me is i'm always tuning into like what's my energy like mm-hmm. you know like okay i'm a bit tired today like why am i tired well last week i know i cranked it you know i had like all mornings i was mm-hmm. booked i had a seminar on saturday you know i yes i rested and went to the beach on Sunday, but. Do I need a little bit more? Yes, I do. Where in my week can I just start to bring in some more energy for me? Mm. How can I fill my cup up? Oprah's got an incredible uh, quote that says, "Fill, uh, give to people from an overflowing cup," mm. and she's like, she says, "Fill your cup up so much that it overflows and give." the people around you, the overflowing bits. Yeah. And it's like... That's nicer. Uh, it's so much nicer. Yeah. But it's also, oh shit,
0: like... It's th- super abundant. It's, it's like really abundant. Yeah. It's not like
1: just fill your cup up first. Yeah. It's like... Really fill yeah, it up. Double down. Like double down. Yeah, yeah. I like that. And, and that, you know, that for me is... That's how I look at the awareness piece. Like, yeah. I'm always tuning into my body, man. And I think a lot of people... Uh, This is what I teach. Like, you know, I call myself an embodiment coach Um, in lots of different areas. I teach people how to connect more with their bodies. And actually, when I say bodies, I mean spiritually, mentally, emotionally, uh, physically. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we we work on, like, listening to the body. Yeah. The body doesn't lie. It's it's 2,000-plus years old. Mm. Like, you know, it doesn't lie. Yeah. So... Yeah, I think it, you know, like I said before, there's a generation addicted to technology. Uh, I know we'll wrap up, but I was with the client. Uh, I was with the client yesterday, and it, this guy's full steam ahead. Many lots of businesses, successful guy, but just frazzled and burnt out. Yeah. And we we're having breakfast, and his phone went off, and it was like a gunshot went off. You know it was like okay check the phone yep cool and it's like well, I'm like, whoa man like this franticness here yeah so frantic and that's everywhere yeah that's everywhere
0: yeah i love that man i think what you're doing is really cool um and having gone through the build phase like having mm-hmm. built through to the point where you were cranking that pt oh dude yeah but like you know what i mean it's like you have to go through that almost um i love it so anything else you want to add for you, you you're going over uh the people who a lot of the people who listen to this will know vic you know who, oh, man, I, but
1: I, i'm gonna get him on the podcast yeah yeah like i i love i love vic like yeah, yeah. he's i'm i well, what's the time now it's yeah we're good it's 11:47. 47 um at 12:30, i'm i'm training at vic's place like yeah. that has. he's been, on he's on just so you know he's on on monday On the podcast. Oh, so good. Nice. Um, Man, that like... Vic has been an incredible component with my energy generation and the boundaries piece. Because, now I've talked about a little bit about this on my own podcast. Um, As a PT, like doing everything, being in the gym, working with clients, like we also love training. Like that's why we got into the business to start off with. And what was happening at North Shore Gym was like, I was doing my clients and then I'd finish, I'd have like a coffee or whatever and I'd get prepped for a workout and I'd noticed that like, I just didn't want to do it. Mm -hmm. I was in that space of, I just trained like four hours back to back with clients and now I've got to train myself and then someone would come up to me and have a conversation and it's like... That was a 20 minute conversation. And now I'm like, I've got an hour left. And you know, now the whole workout's two hours. You walk out of the gym, I walk out of the gym frustrated, irritated that people were talking to me and I didn't get what I wanted to do done. And I did that for years, years, like two, three years of like grinding. Some days were great, some days definitely not so great. And then I got back from, um, I got back from America when we did the, uh, I did all the men's stuff over in America. And I was like, I'm going to join the fucking gym. Mm. I'm going to join Vic's gym because I can see that being such a major piece of the puzzle that I'm missing with my own boundaries and generation. Yeah. Dude, ever since I've done that, it's been one of the best decisions I've made this year. Yeah. And like, that guy's legit. Yeah. He's so legit in what he does, his system, the way how he coaches people, his own boundaries around... Uh, around who he takes on board yeah yeah like 100% boundaries man they're yeah. everywhere yeah
0: yeah. what you do and what you don't do it's crazy yeah. That's you exactly outsource, right. outsource some of those things it frees you up like Yeah, it's super empowering okay man uh, better wrap it up
1: so you can get over there so people find you at yeah at the moment my handle uh, on Instagram is Fitness, and that's kind of the best that's the best place to get on to me for sure I, I always do wacky stories and you know whatever whatever comes to my day uh, I'm sharing it yeah yeah it. and if you look if you're messaging me as well like I might not get back to you straight away but I, I definitely reply to all the messages as well so yeah France Fitness on Instagram and my Facebook Jonathan Franz that's the best way to contact me if you're there um, yeah you know in the future like I, I'm definitely gonna be taking more clients on uh, you know at, at the moment, like between the men's work and the personal development uh, and the personal training stuff, you know things, things are all go uh, and things are, things are full up at the moment. but you know being a part of APA uh, and wanting to work on my personal brand and actually take private one-on-one coach uh, private clients on, that's something that I definitely I definitely want to do in the future. And if you've listened to this and you're resonating with what I say, shout out. Like, give me a message, chat, whatever. Mm. No attachment. Like, just reach out. It's good people. Yeah. Love it, brother. Okay.
0: Thanks for listening to the episode of the Access Potential podcast today. We got a couple of more weeks left of this year's round of Access Potential Academy or APA, it's often called. And then we're rolling into our end of year event. This year, it's up at Sunshine Coast. It's gonna be really, really fun. We've got about 20 people coming together for this. And then a little break for the APA program, and then I'm rolling into year two next year. Spaces are already going for this. It's gonna kick off in March, 2020. So if you're interested in finding out more about the APA program, who's it for, what's it for, it's a six month, Growth program. It's really cool. The results that we're seeing are really powerful. So I'm really excited to be able to do year two. If you're interested in finding out more, send me a little message, John at JohnTMarsh.com. Let's connect and love to find out what you're looking at creating, what you're into, and we can have a little bit of a chat. Thanks again for listening. See you on the next episode.